Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What, the podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. It's episode 143, baby, a 143, I love you, 143, you know, if you, um, if you don't know that song, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You guys, hi. I am in, I am deep in the weddings, you guys, and I could not be more thrilled, literally, This is going to be a wedding week for me because we got the the next episode of I'm Sorry What Weddings dropping on Friday and I was at a wedding this weekend. So I am so excited. And then literally this upcoming week, I am at this point you're listening on Wednesday. So literally tomorrow I'm driving down to Los Angeles for a bachelorette party uh, that I've been planning. And listen, I've been having so much fun. Um, This is for my girlfriend, Karishma. I'm her maid of honor. Uh, We had to postpone it. And, you know, we were going to do San Diego and now we're doing L.A. And it is all golf theme. And, you know, y'all know I got into it. Y'all know I got into golf. Okay, I have always liked golf. I my very first job ever was working at a golf course. So, you know, I've always had like this connection. But like I really got into watching it, you know, with my dad and stuff. And then, of course, I watched Full Swing. So now I'm all psycho and I and I love it. And I've had so much fun making everything for this, like the games, the checklist, the decorations. And I say there's things I made. My uh, best friend Jasmine's making a bunch of stuff and it's just going to be such a good weekend. We're staying with besties of the podcast, Eloy and George. And um, I, I literally did all my shopping. Like I'm so fucking prep. Like I definitely need to do an episode where I talk about like a wedding episode where I talk about how much I prepped and how well I done. Like while I'm recording this right now, it's Tuesday. I have been packed since last night. Like yesterday, I literally did all of the shopping and all of the packing. Like I'm literally packed, you guys. It's so fucking wild. I don't know how I ever was a maid of honor while employed. Like, can we just have a moment? You know what I mean? It's just it's it's so unbelievable. And, you know, I I could not be more excited about this weekend. And I feel like last weekend really like I was excited no matter what, obviously, like I can't wait to celebrate my friend. I'm, I'm not saying that. But the way that Gabby and Rich's wedding that I was at this weekend just literally changed my whole soul. So basically, long story short, like I don't want to get into it too much, but like, you know, I'm going to is that I, I had this really, in my opinion, a bad interview. Like I have no idea what they think, but I just had a lot of insecurities. I think it's hard when you change your career. You know, it's easy to feel I think imposter syndrome is big for everybody. But I feel specifically when you're changing your career, you're kind of like, who am I to do this? You know, and obviously I made a very big pivot from radio to marketing. I I mean, honestly, it's actually not really that big of a pivot because I was doing promotions there. But I've always kind of felt like it was hard to break into something else um, because of my past. And in reality, like the only bitch holding me back was me. Like and I had this interview where I felt like I was getting asked these questions and they were fine. But I just there was a part of me that felt like I wasn't I wasn't good enough for the job. And I had really hyped myself up for it. So then during the interview, I started to feel like shit. And it was it really was taxing like I'm telling you this in a very calm way right now, but please know that I called the otter absolutely 
sobbing. Just uh, uncontrollably sobbing. I don't know when I crossed the boundary. I think actually it was when I got laid off. That's what when it happened that I crossed the boundary of now the otter like is my cry person. But like and you guys, if you're my friends, just know that we all know that you're still my cry people like my I, I cry a lot. So I need to have a team of cry people. And the otter has become one of the members of the team and uh, really proud to have him on on the team. We drafted him um, in 2023 in March during like a really tough time. And so far he has really shown that he has the true skills and the determination to calm down a crying Ashley. It's it's not easy, you know, especially to transfer a team, you know, kind of midseason where there's been a lot of members of the team who's kind of already gotten her this far. But, you know, he really took this on uh, and has been doing a great job. Uh, but anyways, I, I, I was kind of in this funk, to be honest. Like, I was just like, I feel like shit. I feel like I suck at everything. I feel like everybody hates me. Like, my insecurity bubble was just so large and so loud. Like, the voices were so fucking loud. And I was like, you need to shut the fuck up because we have shit to do this weekend. And going to this wedding was such the page turner for me in this sad chapter of my week. Like I could not have been more filled with joy at literally every minute of this wedding weekend. It was so much fucking fun. And it was one of those weddings where, you know, I know I've talked about this before. I think I talked about this specifically, um, you know, last year was like sometimes you just go to a wedding and you're like, I mean, every time you should go to a wedding and you should feel love. But there's certain ones where like the love is just so apparent and it, you just like you couldn't be there and not feel happy and joy. Like that's the bottom line for me. Like the whole weekend I went to every event because yeah, like, hell yeah, I snuck myself in every event. Like, you know, actually, I accidentally said this is one of my favorite things I did. Um, So I was meeting uh, Rich's brother-in-law for the first time. And he introduced me as like, oh, yeah, she's, you know, a longtime family friend, like basically family, blah, blah, blah. And I meant to say that I snuck my way into this like family because I'm like, yeah, I really like snuck my way in there. And now I'm at every family event. But I said slept. But I said slept. And I and I just want you to know that these are two daughters who are married and I'm standing with her future husband and his family being like, yeah, I slept my way into this family. And then I didn't I was so out of it that I didn't even realize what I said. And Rich was like, no, that's not I don't I don't think that's what she meant. And then I was like, oh, yep. Mm, thank you. Thank you. That is not I did not sleep my way into this. I, uh, you know, I got very lucky that I, uh, you know, got a best friend at, uh, at in seventh grade and the whole family accepted me from there on out. And that's that's how I got in. But, you know, it was fun because I had made uh, I made Gabby's Bobo K and uh, her, and Jenna, her sister, was over. And I was like, oh, I have your Bobo K. I'll pass off to Jenna. She's like, you're not just going to come to the rehearsal. I was like, I mean, I can. But like, you know, I'm not at your wedding. And I was like, I mean, I can just come and give my opinions. And she's like, yeah, do that. And I'm like, I'm all right. And then one of the fabulous bridesmaids, Carrie, uh, she texted me and asked if we could carpool. And I was like, hell yeah. And she's like, do you want to make a day of it and do brunch? I'm like, fuck yeah. You're talking to the right bitch. So uh, then I got a call from Gabby and she's like, hey, someone like can't come to the rehearsal dinner. Do you want to come? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes. Like, please allow me to come to every single one of your wedding events. 
And it was like genuinely the best. Um, I, uh, the brunch was so fun. The rehearsal was beautiful. This venue was fucking gorgeous. Like, gorgeous and uh we had just the best time i stood in as the officiant not like for the wedding but i got to stand up there and i did give a couple of my opinions but they seemed like they were wanted and welcomed so um it was fine we had some wine after it was like a good time and then i got to drive uh gabby around which i loved it was really like a good time um getting to to be her chauffeur because um listen if i can snag time alone time with the bride during the wedding weekend i'm you best believe i'm gonna do it that's my little sister you know so i uh, got to pop around with her and then i went to the rehearsal dinner and it was so fucking fancy you guys listen as a chicken tenders girly i was like so out of my element and I was cracking up because I literally didn't even know what the menu was. And I just want to make this very clear. This is not a complaint. I just am. am I need to be wined and dined a little harder. And you best believe I texted the otter and I was like, I survived a fancy dinner because he said he's like, the reason I struggle with picking restaurants for you is because like, I just don't know what you can eat. And I was like, nobody does. Like, that's the fun mystery. So I picked myself a five course meal. Uh, I accidentally ate fish for the first time and because I had the salad and obviously I didn't read what was on anything. You know, I just I picked the salad. I'm not a soup girl. And then uh, Jenna's husband, Sergio, was like, don't these croutons kind of taste interesting? I feel like there's bacon in them. And I like took a bite because it fun fact about me. One of my favorite foods is croutons uh, for Christmas one year um, when I was like 19. I'm just kidding. When I was like nine. I got a box of croutons from Santa and I was fucking pumped and it must have been younger. Like, I don't know. One year Santa gave me croutons and I was thrilled. So anyways, I <laughs> I love croutons. I took a bite and I was like, this is soft, you know, and then um, one of the other uh, guys at the table was like, yeah, that's fish. And I was like, oh, yeah, you see, I don't eat from the sea, but it was good, you know, and it was just really funny because, uh, you know, the rest of course were amazing. I had duck for the first time. That shit was lit. Okay. That shit was so fucking good. I, uh, don't sleep on the duck and you guys probably all already know that. Like when I told the otter that he's like, yeah, no shit. Like ducks hella good. And I was like, how was I to know she's a chicken tender girly. And it was so funny when I texted him and I was like, I am at this fancy five course meal and I literally don't even know what to order. And he was like, yeah, that's because in your ideal world, your five course meal would be a fruit platter and then mini corn dogs, chicken strips, cookie brownie cookie. And I was like, that is a good one. However, I think the truth is it would be fruit platter, uh, <laughs> mini corn dogs, chicken strips, Ale House Original and then Cold Stone. Like <laughs> that would be my five course meal, but I'm not complaining and bouging it up. Like this was a lifestyle for me. I did. I couldn't wait to get to dessert, though. I was like, you guys, I just I'm ready for my chocolate. But it was so good. I was so fucking honored to be there at every turn. I just kept being like, wow, like I I got included in this and it 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 didn't help the ego boost on my part that like not only was I getting mad love for the bride's family, like I also was getting mad love from the groom's family. And I was like, not me. 
like not me sneaking my way into all these families or sleeping, apparently, as I said, but I genuinely had the best fucking time. And then we went to like an after party bar, which was amazing. And it was like a welcome party. So everybody was invited. So we got to see some people. But I had to be strategic. OK, because I needed the John Florin DD. OK, I needed my dad to be my my ride for the weekend because your girl's on a budget and I didn't want to do Ubers. And I was like, if I stay out too late on Friday, I feel like it lowers my chances for the drive home on Saturday. So I left around like 930, picked me up. And he did, by the way, end up driving me to and from the wedding. And no, for those people asking um, who are loyalists to the podcast and remember what happened last time my dad drove me to a wedding, I did not end up drunk in the kitchen looking for a snack or a snack. You know, I was uh, on my better behavior. Uh, So uh, it was it was a really good time. And to continue my streak of getting to be places that I probably like shouldn't have been. I also got to show up to the getting ready. I, I delivered the Togos. I was the the sandwich delivery girl and I fucking loved it. I had so much fun because you know that like I have the best freaking time at the getting ready. Like to me, the getting ready with your girls is one of the best parts of the wedding. And I don't know. I obviously have never been a bride like tragically. I've never been a bride, so I don't know if for them that's like the best part or one of the best parts. But as a bridesmaid, I love that. I love being in the room. I love the girl like talk commodity. I love like seeing everybody get their hair and makeup done. I love the music. I love the mimosas. We love the mimosas. I literally walked in. I said, where are the mimosas? No, no mimosas are being poured. Where like and they're like, we don't have the orange juice. Yes. I said, say less. I will I will get this orange juice. So I brought in the orange juice. I'm like, pop some bottles, bitches. Like, let's go. Um, <laughs> so then um, I ended up running like like another errand for them. And I just had like the best time. I loved that I got to be like helpful. You know, it's nice to have a utility wedding player. You know what I mean? And I was more than happy to do it with people for especially for people who have done so much for me in my life. Like every member of that family has helped me. Obviously, Jenna has been my best friend for so long, but her parents have been like my second parents. Um, her sister has been like my sister, you know, and then also Rich has become one of my like best friends. And then same with Jenna's husband, Sergio. So yeah, I would do anything for them. And also I love to do it. And I just liked that I got to be in the room. It was so fun. But one of the best parts, okay, is that Rich bought um, Gabby, she's a big Bravo girl. They watch Bravo together. Bravo came up in, in the vows. Um, and it's just it's like something they do. And I love it. And he bought her a, a video from the queen, Lisa Vanderpump, wishing her well on her wedding day. And he texted me and told me it was happening. And I was like, this is the best day. Literally, he sent me the video and I started crying And I feel like I got so much more emotional at the things surrounding. Like, I kind of kept my shit together the day of. Like, I obviously cried, like, during some of the vows when she walked down the aisle. But, you know, I I kept it together as much as possible. And uh, but I did cry that video. And I, like, started tearing up when Jenna showed me her hair and makeup, like, on a random Saturday. And I was like, I can't get my my life together. But that is just the sweetest, most kindest, like, gesture. And. I it was so them and it was just so great because, you know, like Gabby deserves that kind of love. And I am so happy that she found somebody who was going to like give that to her and could not be a better human being in general. So like shout out to the Lisa Vanderpump moment. This is what I'm talking about, how I've said this a bunch of times, like weddings are so 
personal and they're such a reflection on the couple. And that that is like what the overall theme was of the weekend for me was like you felt comfortable. You felt like you could be yourself. It was fun at every fucking t- corner. And like you just felt love. Like there was just I just can't get over it, you guys. I just can't like the vows were chef's fucking kiss. OK, the vows were so good. Like everyone's vows are great, of course. And, you know, it's not like I can sit back and think about everyone's vows. So, th- you know, I'm just giving them hype and I don't want anyone to be like, did she not like my vows? No, I'm just saying that, like, they were just so full of love and they were so perfect. And I think what's really fun is, you know, they kind of end up saying similar things. Like, I remember when I officiated Kenzie and Aaron's wedding, Kenzie had me Kenzie had me read the vows ahead of time to to make sure that they were kind of like matching. And I was cracking up with like how much they I ended up saying this in my officiant speech that I was like, it's crazy how you guys were saying like similar things, like similar moments that you both brought up. And that was like just so apparent. And the love was so there and so real. And uh, it was it was so, so fucking good. And also they had this like cheese thing. I literally am looking at my notes right now and it just says the cheese thing. Phenoms. <laughs> I don't know what this was. So Gabby and Rich, please let me know. But there was like this hors d'oeuvre. It was like it literally looked like a big like dip, a cheese dip. And you got to go up and like scoop it on your plate. And the way I was struggling to not just stand by that table, because it's also right next to the mariachi band. And like, you know, your girl loves a mariachi. And I was like, the way I want to just like sit here and scoop this into my face, but I will not. Um, It was it was just so good. Also, have to say the parent speeches. I think every speech was good. And, you know, most of the time I'm going to keep it a hundred. You go to a wedding, at least one person's speech sucks. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just facts. There was not one. There was not one speech that I locked away being like, meh. Like, they were all so good and heartfelt. And, like, Mother of the, Bri- Mother of the Groom speech, incredible. Like, Father of the Bride speech, incredible. Jenna slayed. Absolutely slayed. She was in full maid of honor mode. Like, this girl was working her hardest. Like, listen, when it comes to being a maid of honor, like, they're just you know, they're not all built the same. They're just not. I've seen some that suck and I would not tell them that to their face because I'm a coward and I am who I am. But, you know, you can just tell when a maid of honor is on it and like game recognizes game. And I think that as somebody who's done it five times, I can say when I think someone's being bad or good. And even if I wasn't doing it five times, I'd probably still give my fucking opinion. And Jenna was just running around and making sure everything was like fabulous and amazing. She's just so great. Her speech was amazing. And I hadn't met the two um, best men before, but they were both fantastic. And it was just like so, so good. And Um, the food was fantastic. Also, I feel like I just can't stop saying enough good things about this wedding. Like genuinely, it was like the centerpieces were good. And there's just things that like I don't normally notice at weddings. Like, of course, I'm like crazy. So I like I see everything. But when I come back home, there's like these little things I don't always like remember. But let me tell you, I remember these centerpieces. They were tall and gold and they had flowers at the top. What I liked about it was that they were statement pieces. They were gorgeous. But because they were so tall and they were pulled, like you could see, I could see everybody at the table. And I was like, you know, what? I've never fucking thought about this before, but I'm enjoying this. I love my table, table 13. 
It was so great. I had, you know, Jenna's uh, childhood best friend, Kelsey, who I also love. And we were sitting next to each other. And then Kenzie and Aaron, who I officiated their wedding, they were at our table. It was like a little Livermore High School table. I loved it. Um, And it was in my girl, Brie, who I loved from the bachelorette party and obviously knew her in high school as well. And then another girl went to high school with Molly. It was just a really like fun time. And getting to see all like the girls from the batch again, like, Love the East Coast girlies. Love their vibe. They were so fun. Like, I just, I love them so much. And, you know, I talked on the podcast about my sweet baby girl, Olivia, and I got to meet her mans, and he was fantastic. I loved him. And they both said they listened to the podcast, so I had to give them a shout out because they were so amazing, and her boyfriend had the best dance moves and was, like, owning the floor, and I love that. So um, it was just so good to, like, see everybody again and just, like, have fun. And uh, I, I love that. I felt like I was at my own wedding in the way where I felt like I knew like majority of the people there. And that's always a fun time. And anybody that I did know and got to talk to was just so sweet. And it's just such a great reflection of them. And, you know, I've said it, you know, a hundred times, especially about this family. Like I just feel so incredibly blessed to be a part of this world and like the extended family and knowing them my literal whole life And, you know, like I've been through so much and having people who stood by me for everything, like to be able to be there to just celebrate one of the happiest moments of their life was so special. And, you know, I I talk a lot about the importance of becoming friends with your um, like partners, friends or like vice versa of me, like my best friends as partners, like that's so important. And it is like so prevalent when it comes to Rich and Gabby. Like you can tell that all of Rich's friends love Gabby. And I know personally how much Rich loves all of Gabby's friends. And it's just so cool. They're so fun. I, you know, we hit the dance floor. Listen, my ass did not leave the dance floor. And this is the one and only time I will be roasting Jenna, but she is in so much trouble for this. And I didn't tell her to her face. She can hear it here on the podcast. But she turned to me at one point and she was like, you are so sweaty as if as if we did not go to high school together, as if we did not go to every freaking high school dance together. You know, I'm a sweaty girl. Listen, it is one of my least favorite qualities about myself. Besides my annoying ass anxiety, it's like I cannot fucking stop sweating, especially, especially on a dance floor. Because listen, I want to break it down. I said this in the last podcast and I'm happy to report I did shake some ass. I absolutely did some ass shaking on that dance floor and I did a lot of ass slapping. I was in an ass slapping mood. I had one dirty Shirley in me and I was like, I'm smacking some ass like we're doing it. And I was sweaty and I could I was like, you know, you know this. How, how I mean, I, I will give it to her. It's been a couple of years, but like and, and I will also because I was like, I've been to like four weddings with you. Kenzie's I was probably sweating, but we were also blacked out. So there's that. Um, At her wedding, I was on a walker. So I kind of forgot about that. And then uh, Emily and Alistair's, I was dancing too, but like maybe not as hard. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was a miss there. But like, yes, I'm a sweaty bitch. Okay. I, I said this on the podcast many times. Like I knew that a wedding was not going to be the place where I was going to find my mans because I'm too sweaty. And I don't care. Like, of course, I was getting insecure about it. But like the other half of it was me not shaking my ass on the dance floor. And absolutely not. Because I literally turned to Jenna and I said, 
I'm ready for some Bay Area slaps. Like, it's time. And then they literally came on. And I was like, step aside, bitches. Like, this is the moment. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, it's getting down. Blow the whistles on. Like, I, you know, even on Get Low, like, I did Get Low once. And then I got my ass right back up. And I said, not again, girl. Like, we're good, you know? It was just, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was so wonderful. And then, you know, <laughs> I, the next day, so they had like this little, um, you know, after party thing the next day at Gabby's parents' house. And l- listen, I knew the food was going to be good. Okay. And I had a very small window because I had tickets to the Giants game. And I was like, okay, I could leave early and, you know, just go straight back and miss the party altogether. And it was twofold. It was one that I wanted to like say bye to everybody again. And I just had so much fucking fun. Like I can't tell you enough the love that I felt this weekend. It wasn't even fucking about me, but I just felt it. I just felt the love and I wanted to feel it some more. And the other thing being that I knew the food was going to be good. So I literally showed up to the party for like a couple minutes to grab some tacos, give some hugs, have a mimosa and leave. And if that does not scream these people are your other parents. Like I left laughing my ass off. I was like, this is something I would do to my own parents. Like I would literally just show up to their house, eat their food and leave. Like it was so college kid returning home. I was just cracking up at myself, but like it was so worth it. Like as much as I make the joke about the food in reality, I really just wanted to spend as much time as possible with them. And I just have to say like overall, again, I I'm so grateful I got to be there and be a part of anything. And I got to attend every event. It was so beautiful feeling like such a member of the family and, um, you know, getting to at one point, I like my favorite part of the wedding for me was I saw Gabby and Rich and I gave him a hug and Rich got a little teary because like, you know, it was good. And then I just like casually slipped my hand and started holding Gabby's hand. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm her groom now. Uh, but it was just I it was such a sweet little moment. I'm so glad I got to, like, have them with the, have that with them. And also their videographer was um, my friend Trevor from First Street Yogurt when I worked there years ago. So it was so great to get to see him again. And I can't wait to see the footage. Um, I, I, I did say, like, please don't post anything bad of me on the dance floor. But there was like a really, um, I would believe, hot and heavy toxic um, dance number, dance routine between the groom's um, brother and I. And so, you know, I just feel like maybe his husband didn't enjoy me grinding on him. But you know what? We never talked about it. And it was that I hope that makes the footage. And uh, it was just so it was so fun. I love them so much. Like, I feel like there's so much to say. And these were just the notes that I was taking throughout the day. I'm sure I could talk about it forever. The officiant was so good. Like it was just it was such a wonderful day with just the best people. And like I said, I'm just so happy and honored that I got to be there. Hi friends, you know I love answering your questions and Ask Ashley has been a favorite of the I'm Sorry What podcast and now you can do it for both podcasts. Ask me questions for I'm Sorry What or I'm Sorry What Weddings. Same link, super easy. You can find it on my Instagram or on my TikTok at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Click that link in the bio and give me your questions. I can't wait to hear and answer them all. Love you, bye. Okay, so there is a little shit going down in the celebrity world. First of all, Coachella had such bad press 
that they must have paid Zendaya so much to show up. You know what I mean? Like Zendaya showed up to Bottle Rock and did a, a live performance for the first time in like sh since Shake It Up. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, I know that's not true. But like, when's the last time we've seen Zendaya on a stage singing? Like, maybe it's been sooner than I think. And like, I should have Googled it ahead of time. But something happened. Like, honestly, the thing about me and Coachella is like, I'm over it. I, I, I like, you know, to see some outfits and stuff and whatever. But like, I don't know. Like, it's just not my thing. Like, I would have gone last year. I really would have. I had my tickets. I was ready to go. I was like all about it. It was Eloy's birthday and I was excited to be there and a part of it. So I'm not talking shit on that. It's just like when stories come up, I like don't really like snoop to look into them. But I just when I saw that Zendaya was there, I literally fell into a TikTok hole and watched every angle of that performance. But, you know, something happened with Frank Ocean and I kind of got the lowdown from from my best friend Jasmine because she went to the weekend one and she was saying that basically like he showed up an hour and a half late and then, um, you know, he was kind of like sitting in a chair and it was weird. And like, I guess he had just lost his brother. So like that was really sad. But then like he like backs out and he was like a headliner, you know. So then Blink-182, I think they did a surprise performance on weekend one. Then they became the headliner for weekend two, which like. I don't know if those musics are like comparable as far as headliners, but you know, whatever. I love me some Blink-182. Like I have tickets to see them this year, so I'm pumped. But like, you know, whatever. But I just felt like everything I was seeing about Coachella was pretty negative. And then they brought out Zendaya and it was like, oh, OK, like it's lit again. You know what I mean? And uh, so I don't know what kind of money they paid her off to do that, which maybe they didn't. But I don't know. Also, Megan Trainer is just the most fucking emotional roller coaster I've ever been on. When Megan Trainer came out, I was kind of like, oh, you know, like, I like, like, this is cool. All about that bass. Like, hell yeah. But then I was chatting with, with someone and they were like, you know what? I don't, I don't really like that song because I just feel like we shouldn't hate on anybody's um, bodies. And like, cause it kind of, you know, there's a little sing, skinny bitch bashing, if you would, in that song. And I was like, you know what? That's a, that's a good point. You know, like, um, I don't need no stick finger silicone Barbie doll. It's like, I think all women are beautiful. So like, I totally got that. So then I kind of like phased off of her. And then, you know, she had some other songs. So I came back in and then I was just like, I don't know why she just is annoying me. And then she like hired Chris Olsen from TikTok. And then I was like, you know, what? actually, she's kind of a funny bitch. I feel like I misjudged her. Right. And then she goes on. First of all, she has Trisha Paytas on her podcast, which like why, you know, like I don't. I don't understand. Like Trisha Paytas has so much controversy. Like, like you were already famous in the TikTok community. Like, I don't think you really needed to be controversial, but she was. And then, um, <laughs> which was, I don't know. And then she goes on to say, fuck all teachers, which she was like, I'm homeschooling my kids because, you know, I'm scared of the school. Like, I got that part. Like, you know, there's school shootings like every fucking 12 seconds. So I, I understood that. But I but it's also like, you know, check your privilege. Like not everybody can homeschool their fucking kids. You know what I mean? And then she was like and Trisha Paytas had said like, yeah, and you see these videos of, you know, teachers like, you know, doing that. And she was like, yeah, fuck those teachers, like fuck all teachers or something like that. And it's like, you know, it would have been really easy to just not say that. Like, I just don't understand why we are so mean to the people whose jobs are literally to help us. Like, I feel that nurses and teachers had like a hot minute moment in the pandemic where we were like, oh, my God, thank you so fucking much. And then we were like, no, you know, we gave you 2020. We gave you 2020 and that's all we're going to give you. And now we're going to shit all over you again. Like, 
it's just it's so unbelievably nasty and like I just hate the way we treat our fellow humans and like teachers yeah of course I've had some teachers that I haven't like loved but the majority of my teachers were really really great and I feel grateful for them they're taking a major like they don't get paid very much like to teach us and their jobs arguably should be the most important because um hi these people are growing up and going back into the society like don't we want them to be good people like pay the fucking teachers I just I could rant on and on about teachers and nurses because you know we are we we need them you know nurses literally wipe other people's buttholes like the shit that nurses have to do like they're out here wiping buttholes and we're just fucking mean to them and then it's like kids are dirty kids are dirty and we're gonna be mean to teachers kids are dirty and they're mean like I ended up on teacher TikTok the other day and I was like they just go through some fucking shit you know what I mean like they just go through some shit and I just I can't I just I genuinely do not understand why we're so fucking mean to these two specific groups of people and it was so it was so incredibly unnecessary and I was like Megan Trainer, you just made a comeback like I feel like she was being reaccepted amongst the people like her podcast was good. We love the TikTok content. We were loving the new songs. I am your mother. You listen to me like, yes, queen. And then it's just like, ugh. this is why I just don't necessarily think that everybody needs a podcast. And I know that I'm saying this as a podcaster, but like I'm also someone whose entire dream was to be a talk show host. So this kind of like fits my bill. And I like went to school and I study this and you might be thinking, yeah, but you say like and um every five seconds and it's like fuck off. You know what I mean? But I also have like I, I do think that they should have some sort of media tra training, obviously, as celebrities. But it's like if you give a bitch a mic, she's just going to say whatever the fuck she wants. And then she brought Trisha Paytas on the queen of getting canceled. And it's like her like Megan Trainer's book drop today. It's Tuesday when I'm recording this. And I'm like, oh, sweetie. It's so bad for you. Like, it's so bad for you. Call Kristen Doty. She knows what's up. Like, Kristen Doty's book dropped, like, right when she got canceled. And, like, I'm sure I'm sure she had to pay back some trees for printing that book. But it's just, oh, shut up, you guys. Like, how about we just don't talk shit on other people's professions in general? Everybody's job is hard. And everybody's job looks easy to somebody else. Like, when I was in radio, I got that shit all the time. And listen, like, radio was my favorite job. But, you know, and I did have a little imposter syndrome. I remember talking to my dad. I'm like, I don't know, like, I just get on a microphone and talk. And he's like, yeah, most people couldn't do that. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. OK, first of all, I just sit on this microphone and I can't cuss. You know, I got to think of stories. I got to be compelling. You know, you're literally selling yourself. And then I also was on the other side doing promotions and marketing. So it's like, you know, and I'm not saying my job was harder than a nurse or a doctor, but like, I just don't understand why we have to compare. If we were just nice and respectful to everybody, then maybe you know, the world would be a better fucking place. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, okay. So in the little dating corner, I, I did remember I wrote this down. The dog's name was Corduroy. The fucking dog's name was Corduroy. Corduroy. I found out today that the otter used to have a dog, family dog named Shamrock. Shamrock. I, I was obsessed with this all fucking day. Shamrock. That is in their Irish. Like that is the cutest fucking name for a dog corduroy and shamrock Ugh, 
I just I just fucking can't. Today we went on a on a date, the otter and I. I went and met him um, on his turf this time. He comes to me a lot. But um, his brother was coming over tonight and I was like, let me come to you. So we went uh, we walked around Lake Merritt in Oakland and we went to this set this nice, beautiful restaurant like it was so gorgeous. It was right on the water. And it was right where we could see all the dogs passing by. And he was like, yeah, I thought you would love this. And uh, you guys, you know what? I just have to say, I know that a lot of the dating now is me telling you things to be like, hey, this is this is like what good relationships look like. But <clears throat> I just said, you know, I hope that someday it doesn't like end up starting to annoy you how excited I get about dogs. And he just looked at me like, what? Because I really I really do. I fucking lose my shit. Like, I really am like <gasps> edibles. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, I love I like, you know, he's like, I, I like your love for animals. Like, it's cool. And it's just like, I don't know. It just made me feel so like I, this is something that I thought could be an annoyance. And he literally picked a spot for us to eat where I could see dogs like. I don't know. I don't know. And my, you know, what sucks is I realized something today and it's one of those things that like I've been trying to learn. It's important to like you make a mistake. You can just own it and work on it. OK, that's what I'm doing. And I noticed that I was really anxious today about something else. And I when I got in my car and I was reflecting, I was like, oh, my God, I was starting to kind of like self-sabotage this relationship, which was so fucking annoying. I like anything he said, I was kind of like reading into or like just being really anxious about like he literally told me that my calves were getting like he's like, oh, your calves are getting bigger, like from all your walking. And I was like, are you calling them fat? Like, nope, he was just calling me strong. Obviously, I would have known that, but I just was feeling so insecure and I felt like I was just taking it all out on him. And, you know, he didn't deserve that. And I I just noticed that I was kind of spiraling and I wish I kind of would have recognize that in the moment to kind of say like, hey, I'm sorry, like I just I think I need some validation. I'm feeling like this. And now I know like to really stop myself. And, you know, I did it did vocalize when I got there, like I'm, I'm feeling really anxious about this. And I feel like it just kind of spiraled in a certain way. So, you know, um, it was interesting to be able to identify that. And if I still had Andrew, he would tell me, you know, that it's important that I identified it. And that means that like I'm learning and growing. And yeah, so anyways, I just I can't get enough of this guy. I can't get enough. So much so I was dying. So on Saturday or sorry, on Sunday, I went to the Giants game and this group of guys was walking up the stairs and I was like I was with um, one of my friends, Marina, and I was like, you know what? They really need to be making lids for these beers, you know? And she was like, uh huh. And like, I'm like, no, like, look, like this beer is spilling. Like, I don't understand it. Like. We go to so many stadiums and, you know, I think there needs to be covers on these lids. And she was just like, uh-huh. And I was like, OK, she doesn't fucking care. And I looked at her. I'm like, no, no, you see what I mean? And she's like, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not looking at the beer. Like, do you not see how hot these guys are that walked up these stairs? And I was like, no, I was like this group of good looking men walked up the bleachers, OK, or whatever, where we were sitting. And all I noticed was that their beers were spilling and that their hot dogs look good. So I fucking I am trapped with this boy. I this boy has got me whipped. Like not that he's asked, not that he would want like to make it clear. He doesn't want me to like he wouldn't be like, oh, don't look at other guys. I'm just saying 
that I like this fool so much that this group of very good looking men, like once I looked at them, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, they're hot. And all I noticed was their beers and their hot dogs and not in a sexual way, not their like hot dogs, you know, like literally, literally their hot dogs and how good they, how good the hot dogs look. Couldn't, couldn't be looking at the men. I was like, oh my God, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? Um, by the way, I have some Ashley's in the queue, but uh, my voice is starting to um, kind of give out. I would uh, imagine that that is from the loud scream singing that I was doing this weekend, like absolutely a terror. Oh, I forgot to mention that, by the way, they played Whitney Houston Want to Dance with Somebody. So I did feel like I got my redeem. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you would know that the bachelorette party is fucking robbed because I um, wanted to sing Whitney Houston Want to Dance with Somebody karaoke and the bitch in front of me stole my song. And we're all still as a collective human group. We are all still mad about it. So anyways, um, I got a redemption. I sing so much. Like, my throat hurts. You guys, this wedding was so fucking fun. Like, I just had the most fun ever. Okay, but um, I did have a really quick, I'm sorry, wet moment before I absolutely lose my voice again. Uh, So I started watching, shocking. Everyone's going to be so shocked by this. I started watching another sports show on Netflix. She is obsessed. This one's called The Playbook. This shit's good. It's basically it's five different coaches and they kind of talk that are very successful coaches and they talk about coaching, you know, and like it's it's like a I can't remember their like little slogan for it, but it was good. Something about like a coach's playbook to life or something like that. And one of them is Jill Ellis, who was the coach for the women's the U.S. women's soccer team. And it was she was so great. She was so great. She was so wonderful. I really liked, you know, hearing about her strategy. Of course, you know, it was interesting to hear about like the, from a coach's perspective of, you know, the U.S. women's soccer team really pushed for equal play, equal pay, not equal play, equal pay, which they absolutely should be getting. Because honestly, like here's my thing. I like watching soccer. What I like about watching women's soccer is I find the fucking flops annoying. I find the whole like I fell down, I'm done, give me a foul. I find it frustrating. I just want to watch the game. And I feel like women's whenever I've watched, like they don't have as many of those floppy flops. So anyways, I, I love watching the women's game. I think also like being someone who played. Sorry, I just had like the biggest coughing attack in between that. Um, Her voice. She's struggling. Uh, <laughs> being someone who played, it's just it's it's really fun to, to kind of watch. And I love the game of soccer. So, you know, all that. But my I'm sorry what moment is that in all the injustice that women face, OK, so much injustice. I'm not saying this is going to be the biggest one because I'm not going to get canceled, but I think it should be in the top 10. Is that in the locker room after the USA won something? I, I don't remember what it was. I don't remember if it was the World Cup or if it was a medal or just a game or something. These bitches had barefoot bubbly. Barefoot bubbly was in their locker room. I saw it was a quick second clip. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I saw it wrong. Maybe I should have rewind and zoomed. But I was like, I, I, if this is the truth, I don't want to see it again. I just don't want to subtract myself. You're telling me like Formula One, I watch all that. They've got magnums of like Monet and shit. Like they've got magnums of like these good champagnes. Like I've seen a magnum of the Vouv. And you're telling me that all they can get is barefoot motherfucking bubbly barefoot listen if you don't know barefoot wine then 
you may maybe you didn't have this phase in college like I did of drinking the pink Moscato wine bottle like to the dome and having the worst hangover of my life the next year. But like the next year, the next day, I feel like I felt it for years. Like I I swear to God, I'm not even being dramatic. I brought up the the barefoot pink Moscato right now or whatever it was. And I my head started to hurt like it might be the coughing, but my head literally hurts just thinking about the barefoot. And you know what? I've only bought barefoot scents for the bubbles and mimosas. And listen, I'm not trying to have barefoot be like, I can't be like, now we can't sponsor your show. But I, I, I love you if you want to be a sponsor. However, uh, really? Like, no shit. We're talking about equal pay. I, I guarantee you that the men's soccer team is not drinking fucking barefoot bubbly. I just, this was one of the greatest injustices. I just couldn't even, I couldn't. I'm sorry, what? Really? The USA team has been w- winning every fucking game and shit? Barefoot bubbly. Nobody else wants to, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of wineries out there. Like women own wineries. Like, hello, the McBride sister in Oakland they are a female owned winery between two sisters and they have one of my favorites. She can bubbly rosés. A what? Call those bitches up like not that they're bitches. I'm just saying like really with the barefoot. I just I absolutely cannot. I absolutely cannot. Um, well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You guys, I love you so much. Thank you to Rich and Gabby for having an amazing wedding so I could do a whole ass podcast episode about it. Can't wait for the bachelorette party this weekend. I'm sure there will be more. And of course, on Friday, we have another episode of I'm Sorry What Weddings. That's going to debut with one of my best friends, George, you know, from all sorts of stories here on I'm Sorry What. And I have him on and it's just going to be the best time ever. And I'm so excited. Hey, don't forget to believe in yourself. It was I had a really tough week last week where I lost a lot of confidence in myself. And I'm so grateful for the people who kind of like nurse nurse me back to health on that one. And, you know, you guys be yourself, be yourself. If there's one thing I really took from last week was I I mentioned this on TikTok earlier. Uh, I said, you know, it really when I got upset about the interview, I was like, you know, it's kind of like dating where you just have to be yourself and, you know, the right person will like you. And as someone who's experiencing that in the dating world of just being myself and of course still working on myself and and being a little work in progress, but genuinely like just being my true and authentic self and having somebody like me for me is just been such an amazing feeling. And I think the same will come with a job. So, um, and the same thing with friends and all sorts of stuff. So anyways, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I um, am really hoping to keep hitting these goals. So if you don't download the podcast already, and if you could, that'd be amazing. If you could share it with a friend, I would absolutely love that. Um, if you want to invite me to your wedding, I will do a whole episode about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, as long as it's good. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I love you so much. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.